baby! It's another episode of Playing Dress Up, the podcast where we truly unravel how people get into the content and talk about how they continue to navigate it. And ooh, our next guest is one who I've had the pleasure to know over the years. He's attended cons just as a con-goer, but he is no stranger to wearing wigs and costumes. One time he dressed up as Kizuna I won MAGFest and I had to stare at him for two minutes to realize it was him and that I fully knew him. <laughs> in my eyes, he is most notably known for his Killer Prince costume in which he wildly looks just like the man. May he rest in peace. His first anime was Ghost in the Shell when he was five, so you know he is about this life. A man whose voice is as smooth as jazz. Corona in one hand, White Claw in the other. It is Brandon! <laughs> What's up, y'all? How is uh, it going? How, how'd you know my first anime? Have you been listening to other podcasts? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Literally, shout out to Iris, who is the host of Annie Bay's Bizarre Adventure. Also on Spotify and wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, because if... If she didn't have you on as a guest, I would not have known that fact whatsoever. <laughs> I promise you. Yeah, definitely shout out to Iris. Yeah. Definitely runs a good podcast as well. Oh, for sure. And I was like, mm -hmm. uh, I think we talked about timing. Oh, God. Um, so literally a week after this podcast, both of our podcasts are coming out at the same exact time. So be sure to check her out. It's really cool. It's about how people like what their first animes are about and sort of like how they like just kind of like live thrive and all this fun stuff so it's like if you're about that secret fandom life or you're just out and about at cons it's very relevant to all sides for sure for sure but oh brandon <laughs> brandon <laughs> joe <laughs> What a, how are you good i was like do you even know why i wanted you <laughs> <laughs> i i had no idea i just tweeted at you because i was like oh you dropped the podcast this is really good because like i've had other friends do podcasts like mm -hmm. before you and iris and it's um it's questionable content to Fair. say the least like i understand it's like you know people are trying to be creative and stuff but it's a lot more work than people think it is oh. i really feel like my God, what a goddamn nightmare between scheduling people, between the three hours of listening to my voice over and over again. And at some point, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go crazy and be like, <laughs> I cannot listen to myself anymore. Like, I know more about me than I need to know more about, like, how I speak and, like, my vocal tones. It's wild. Um, and then, like, you're worried about it. Once it's posted, you're like, Argh! and it's like, um, and you're like, whatever, I need to just let it ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually how it is. Uh, when I used to do streaming and I had to check like old streams to go through and get like clips and stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I sound so different than how I sounded myself. Yeah. Cause like in my head, I've sounded the same for like the past 20 years of my life. Like I still sound like I do when I was a teenager, I feel like, yeah. but then I hear my pod, like uh, my streams are like on a podcast and I'm just like, who the hell is this man? Oh my God. <laughs> who is this grown man? <laughs> Literally it's wild to me because it's like, I guess for me, I, my favorite fun fact about like humans is like, we don't know how we present ourselves to the world. It's a very weird yeah. fact. We don't know how we sound. We don't know what we look like. I think that's the one fact that I hate. Like ever <laughs> since I found that out, like there there was like, they were like, if you legitimately saw yourself not in front of a mirror, like if you mm -hmm. were standing across from like your real life body double, like pound for pound was made from you, 
um and like you would not be able to recognize that person oh no you're ruining me right now <laughs> i read that and i was like i hate this and it wasn't creepypasta this is like a legitimate fact because oh, it's God. like we don't know what we like look like because some, you know like there's also like the whole slew of like issues that come with it body dysmorphia mm-hmm. all this fun stuff um and then the same thing like we don't know exactly how we sound like in my in my head because it's like the whole like skull vibrations vibrations happen and that's how like sound gets transmitted <laughs> i don't know i'm not a scientist but somebody knows what i'm talking about um and so we sound much deeper in our heads than what we project in my yeah. head i sound like a smooth baritone and then like i listen to the podcast and i sound like a fucking clown and so <laughs> each and every time i am just like people really gotta put up with this i am so sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah, I I totally get that. Like, I just feel bad because I wake up in the morning, I look in the mirror, and I'm like, damn, this is what people got to deal with when I go to work every day. Honestly. <laughs> they have to look at this guy. <laughs> Honestly, that's so real. <laughs> yeah. Like, like even, like, me as, like, house part, but, like, ev- like, even outside of that, I'm just like, ugh. Man, this is wild. I look haggard. I was like, I <laughs> I only ever look good for like cons or like let's say like special events. But like half the times, like I promise you, I only shave like twice a week. And you bet your ass, I like grow that mustache in and that little like goatee patch. And I'm just like, oh, oh I've seen the rare beater, bearded Joe. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It is cryptid status. I felt like when I saw it the first time, I felt like I was seeing Bigfoot. You were blurry. Everything else went like black and white for a moment. The camera zoomed in and focused on you. It's so odd because it is so different from what I put myself out as cons. Because like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm at work. You guys are going to do nothing with me. I don't want to hang out with you outside of this. I... I'm not looking to impress or date anybody at work because I've almost went yeah. down that rabbit hole once. Bad idea. Don't do it. Anybody <laughs> out there, don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not. No amount of dick or vagina out there is not worth it. Not even the booty hole. That's not even worth it. <laughs> don't do it. Not at work. And if it is, you better believe somebody be leaving that office in a month and then can lock it down. Um, but, like, I'm just like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not here to, like, dress to impress. Like, the only time yeah. I ever do it, like, is like the holiday party and then they're like whoa you can put yourself together and i'm like yeah i don't <laughs> try for you guys <laughs> yeah when i show up to work it's just to collect that bag that's, that's it that's it i'm like give me my paycheck and i'm out i'll see you guys next payment run like <laughs> i could care less but then I always, like, run into, like, the tricky issue of, like, do I want to get close to this person? They seem kind of cool. And then, like, I'm just like, mm. Oh, no. Should I? <laughs> yeah. You always have to, like, sift out, especially, like, power levels oh, also God. when it comes to hobbies. God, yes. Like, I, well, the way people see me as work, they're just like, oh, you know, he goes out, he has a drink sometimes, he probably watches baseball, and that's it. What they don't know is I go home. I sit on my couch, I eat a burrito, and, like, I watch idol anime, and that's my life. <laughs> <laughs> sure do. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, I, I have no idea, like, because it's, like, I'm so funny at work. I have, like, the biggest air of mystery. I'm just, like, everything surface level. And then, like, meanwhile, like, it looks like I'm typing furiously away at my computer. And then, like, all of a sudden, I'm playing, like, Grand Blue Fantasy on my phone and, like, Dragalia Lost. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just, like, don't worry, I'm running the reports. And they're just, like, this kid's doing it, I guess. <laughs> 
It, it's a fucking nightmare, especially since I just got back into Scramble Fantasy. It's just me for eight hours a day. Oh, no. That's me and Arknights right now, addicted to Arknights. Why? Why are you addicted to Arknights? I'm sorry. Please it's... tell me. <laughs> the designs are good and just, okay. I don't know, it's fun and different. And, yeah. And um, I'm a slave to gotcha. That's what else real. can I say? That is, we love modern day gambling in this house. Yep. It, it's bad. <laughs> I, but it's like it's so funny because it's like I've looked at Arknights and I've seen what it has to like present to the world and I'm like, I mm-hmm. wanna get into this. This seems really cool. And then like I broke it down base level with like a bunch of friends in like a powwow circle in the middle of like a con <laughs> <laughs> and was just like, wait, it's plant versus zombies, but it's with but. like tech furries and i'm just like oh my god you're right like that's it <laughs> that's probably the most accurate thing i've ever heard <laughs> and like like that's why i was like oh this is weird now that we come to the realization do we play it and everybody was like i don't know i'm uh, we shouldn't have found this out together <laughs> <laughs> yeah when you put it like that it's definitely not as appealing <laughs> not nah, but like it, it, it's kind of cool because it's like i've definitely like saw some designs i'm like yo these are pretty sick like there's like matterhorn and like a whole bunch of other yeah. characters i definitely like uh silver ash oh hell yeah kind of kind of low-key want to cosplay silver you ash better fucking we'll do see it. we'll see do it it's so <laughs> simple just get yeah. everything together Put on some fucking cat ears. Get on that white wig. <laughs> Get yourself a goddamn condor on your arm <laughs> and just go to town. It's weird. I'm more apprehensive about putting on like cat ears and a tail than I am about putting on like a skirt and booty shorts. I don't. Kind of funny. How? I don't know why. I really don't know why. It's so simple. They're just attachments. You go bloop bloop. It's not like it goes in your booty hole. It's not like attached to that. It literally is like it hangs around a belt so you never feel it. And you're just like, hmm, I got a tail and I got some ears. This is nice. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe it's in the cards. We'll see. I say do it. it it's such a cool design. But like, yeah, but I, I think like that's the thing that like it's too. I don't know what it is. Like, I guess like the cosplayer in me is like, I want fantasy. Like, I want, like, all yeah, this crazy yeah. shit. And I'm, you're just like, hey, welcome to your off-white furry. He got on, like, Supreme and, like, <laughs> everything on him. Sick, bro. Don't you love this? And my you're like, beast skin with my V-Loan. <laughs> That's literally... And my, uh, my Margellas and Balenciaga. <laughs> and that is why I'm just like, huh... Can I get into this? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm just letting I'm I'm waiting because it's like there's always like anytime a gotcha that is like visually appealing comes out, mm-hmm. there's this huge burst of players that come in and then like I wanna say it's like the three month mark and then everybody just is either committed or like uh-huh. they drop out wholesale. Drop it, yeah. And it's like especially since like Arknights has been out in the Asia servers for like quite a while i think for a while yeah they're promoting it hard over for the global stuff though yeah i mean which is smart because that's what Mm -hmm. you need to do from the get-go because it's like the fun thing about gotcha games is like there's there's like a few like gotcha games come out non-stop because what everybody is realizing time to break it down everybody hey (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so what happens is we're the markets overall are just seeing a huge mobile shift. So you see people less invested in wanting to spend, let's say, $400 on a new game console. And so they'd rather 
buy into mobile games um, because they already spent like the eight hundred one thousand dollars on the newest iPhone um, yeah. or Android phone, and they're just like, oh, so here's a free to play game with only i like buy-ons that you can buy into if you want to you don't have to but hey if you do you'll be successful at this um and so a few games started off with that i think i think fate was like one of the first like yeah. successful successful ones and so puzzles and dragons is probably the one i puzzles remember and dragons. oldest yeah thank you it is puzzles <laughs> and dragons puzzles and dragons is the og so yeah. so puzzles and dragons dominated the market everybody was like oh my god this makes sense because puzzles and dragons was raking in millions also like outside of like the imported asian market into like america there was also like farming simulator candy crush yeah you had all these little stupid games that people would play on their commute but it would rake in millions um so all of a sudden like everybody was trying to figure out ways to diversify like their income on a company front and so they started making gotcha games it made sense um it's just modern day gambling but with waifus and so you have like all of these different franchises like getting into it that are really successful like there's a dragon ball z gotcha game i forget what it's called <laughs> there's yeah there's a fate one there's fire emblem there's like square enix is still trying to figure out their niche in the market because they've tried they've got like three i feel like just for final fantasy it's kind of strange it, it's insane there's like final yeah. fan there was final fantasy brave x Ex xvs and then like they took that down there was like Final Fantasy Record Keeper, and then mm -hmm. there's like the Final Fantasy one with like Dissidia. Like, yeah, it's insane. I don't know. There's just gotcha for like literally everything. If there's like an anime or game series, it definitely has a gotcha to go along with it. Yeah, and and I mean, it it kind of makes sense because the only thing that comes with the downfall of gotcha is that you have to keep up with content, and so. You have to, like, it's not like, let's say, like, an anime or a manga. Like, manga technically can keep going forever. Anime is aired, and then it's tested to see if it can monetize itself, and then it's, easy, mm -hmm. it's up for a second season. But, like, a gotcha, the only way that you can make it work is, like, it's an ongoing story. And you have to plan the story from the get-go to make sure <laughs> that as your releases happen, like, everything makes sense, and it's not, like, a slap coming out of left field for your, like, entire player base for the most for sure part. yeah because it's like it's like the one reason why like um grand blue fantasy under side games is like right now doing their six year like celebration like six years as i got oh you no that's that's crazy to think about it's been out that long i didn't realize that yeah it's, <laughs> it's insane it's so popular and like now it's it's weird because it's like a gotcha game but it's expanding into like anime it has a, like a fighting game out now it has an rpg coming out usually it's the opposite mm -hmm. usually it's a franchise that becomes a gotcha but this is the opposite we're seeing yeah and and it's it's so impressive to see like what they've done because mm -hmm. it's it's they were just so smart about it like they were just like just keep chugging on like this thing makes so much sense we're bringing in some big names like nobuo ematsu who does a lot of the scores for a lot of like mostly um final fantasy titles um he joins in as like the composer for a bunch of songs under grand blue fantasy so it was like the perfect thing to like capture half of like the square enix audience bring them into like a more anime scene and, <laughs> and it's like it's wild because it, it's 
lasted it's been out longer than fate grand order um, yeah but fate grand order you can't deny waifus and <laughs> they bring in <laughs> the money for sure yeah how many how many rin tosakas and sabers can there be not enough never enough <laughs> that's the thing that i think impresses me the most about fate is how many like rin faces and saber faces like they reuse so many character models yeah. <laughs> but it's great i i actually like when they do that <laughs> i want to see how how far they can get away with it Oh, I mean, they're going to run the gambit until they will stop. Like, because it's like Rin, like Saber, there's such strong ties to like sort of the origin point of the Fate mm. series overall that it makes sense to like keep eliciting nostalgia in that way into the player base and be like, hey, you like that face? It's back. Hey, <laughs> come spend your money. Come come eat up our 1% draw rates. I bet you like this. Like, it's insane. And then it's like my my favorite thing is that like I don't I don't think Grand Blue Fantasy brings in the amount of traction like income that um Fake Grand Order does because I still remember like in I want to say it was like 2018. Do you remember that like news article that was everywhere? <laughs> oh, that like something I think they said like Fate made a billion dollars or something. Was that the article? There was that one, yes. So there was yeah. there was an article like in the Wall Street Journal that was saying that pretty much um fate lies under oh my god, where is <laughs> let me fact check myself. Um <laughs> so it's pretty much it's developed by Delightworks and it's published by Aniplex. Um and Aniplex at some point sits under Sony, and so pretty much the revenue that um, Fate Grand Order was generating uh, for Sony was projected to be pretty much one billion dollars, <laughs> and that's oh not like that's USD. That's not anything <laughs> like no other currency, and that was like insane. It's absolutely wild. Yeah, and so as of March 2018, the app contributes an average of 2.5 million dollars every day oh to Sony. Like I was like. <laughs> that's a lot of saber that's so much saber that's so much like furry thomas edison there's yep. there's so many wild things and i'm just like people people really out here <laughs> spending that money like especially when it was like the biggest news report of like um the japanese man who like lived at home he was just like day trading to make money um, mm -hmm. And he was he spent like seventy thousand dollars. <laughs> oh my god! Alone on the game, and I was just like, "What?" Where but hey, it's free to play. It <laughs> that's how they get you. It, it it's the it's the smartest gimmick I've ever seen. Been pulled off successfully, like as an industry across the board. Because if for sure. Like, if you think about it, the only investment you have to make is maybe, like, into the coding for the most mm -hmm. part. But, like, once the coding is solid, and which it never is, fun fact, I <laughs> watch developers work, and I'm just like, oh, this code? Hmm, we'll just patch it with this one. Hmm. It's somebody else's problem now. And you're like, no. <laughs> like, eh, I'm done. I finished it. Um, <laughs> and so, like, once you have the code set up, like, it's smooth sailing and then you can let that baby ride and then let everybody work on future projects. It's 
mm-hmm. versus like the old school days of making money where you had to like <laughs> sell merchandise, you know? Ugh, stuck in the past, yeah. Oh yeah, and I mean, but like, hey, I still have pins, charms. That's how <laughs> artist alleys exist, and how some artists fully make their full time gigs doing it now. For sure, I think more artists need like gotcha machines at their table. I've seen a couple oh, yeah. with them, yeah, but I think they need to expand on that more. That's definitely the money maker these days. Oh, for sure. I was trying to think if I forgot if my friend. <laughs> don't quote me on this. Um, if my friend Kyo, um. Kyo of Kyoshiki, um, their clothing, like like when they first started out, like really small, they had <laughs> they had a gacha game um, at their <laughs> booth, and they were like come play it. Um, and then also like because uh, Kyo themselves loves fate so much, like mm-hmm. what she would do is like she would just like announce times, like hey guys, summoning circle at my booth. Um, <laughs> everybody draw, <laughs> and like you could choose if you want to do like a single summon or if you wanted to do like a whole like tenfold. And it was like really funny because people would come decked out in fate, surround her boot. Probably like, <laughs> the greatest marketing tactic ever because yeah. as humans, I, I tell everybody, like at base level, we are all like animals. Like we are all stupid. We can say that we are the like Einsteins of our generation, but if you see a crowd, you're gonna go to the crowd. Like <laughs> it's it's like the simplest things. Like Hey, I, what's going on over here? I need to know. Hey. <laughs> oh, a lot of people. I want to be fun. Is it <laughs> I come and and so like literally like everybody just crowds their booth is like ooh look there's also merch here <laughs> like not ooh, just a bunch shiny of, ooh, I got to buy now and it, it's so funny watching it happen time and time again <laughs> but I was like is there anything else on your end I mean other than gotchas and waifus <laughs> oh my god <sighs> anything you else like to enjoy in your spare time wow um i mean i like food and drink okay. of course that, like any other human like being basic necessities thing. yeah thank you brent <laughs> <laughs> no but um one thing i've really liked recently is like um going to speakeasies and stuff Ooh. yeah and just trying out all like the fancy cocktails they have and it just thinking of that it's like wow whenever i go to like a con and they have a themed bar and stuff it's always much more enjoyable i feel like even if it's just like renamed drinks i feel like it adds experience yeah and i i think that's like the cool it's like it's very funny because it's what i always think about is like our generation is like this weird generation like we're the Mm -hmm. we're the generation of change is what i feel like whereas when we were like first growing up you heard of like all these stories like, oh my God, you're gonna turn 21 and you're gonna go to the bar and you're gonna have (laughs) the time of your life. And like literally, I feel like all of us went to the bar and like at some point we were like, this is just a waste of money. Um, (laughs) We were like, this isn't enjoyable. Like, like, I feel like I've heard this story time and time again. Like it's fun to go like if, like let's say our friends like let's say Trevor is playing with Otaku's with Attitude, like we'll we'll come out and we'll support, like for sure. But it's, like, on the regular, like, if we went to, like, a normie bar and we're just, like, this isn't fun. Everybody's screaming. I can't hear anything. Da-da-da-da-da. Oh, God. And then, like, these this whole, like, genre of, like, other bars with a more intimate experience. Sure, it's a little bit pricier. Speakeasies came about. And I was just, like, ah, this changed the game for me. Like, and, like, all of a sudden, um, 
pretty much like I started going to speakeasies too, um, yeah. nonstop. And I was like, this is great. Like it's and what's great about speakeasies is like you can sit down, have a drink, nobody's gonna bother you. Like one drink and they're really for like, sure. Do you enjoy the? And it's definitely like more of a loungy like conversation environment, which yeah. is what I really enjoy. Cause like you go to anywhere else like a normal bar and it's just like you said, really loud, people screaming, people bumping into each other, and mm-hmm. everyone wants to fight for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know, but that's also my yeah. favorite part of the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people watching, that's also fun. People watching, there's nothing that screams pure like live entertainment to me than when you're at the bar and it's 1.30 a.m., and then the one couple that has had way too much and the girl starts yelling at her boyfriend <laughs> at the bar and they take it outside and then you oh. can't help but follow them and then like figure <laughs> out what's going on. That is peak entertainment to me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like my favorite. It happens almost every night. The bouncer gets involved. If you're chill with the bouncer, he'll let you watch. It's, it's a good time. <laughs> it's definitely wild uh but yeah people watching is always fun it's probably my favorite activity at cons it's just chilling and people watching yeah like katsukon saturday night gazebo prime time people watch hours god it it was wild were you there this past katsu no, I didn't go this year. I couldn't get the time off. That is fair. So it, it's very fun because literally Saturday night at Katsu this year was wild. It was <laughs> it was an event. It was something else. So what happened was, I don't know. So people, people love the rooftop bar. Could not mm-hmm. tell you why. It's not my scene, but people love it. Like people come to Katsu, I feel, just for the rooftop bar at some point. I'm like, whatever. Live your best life. Um, and so what happened was like Friday night, everybody went to the rooftop bar and like did all the fun stuff. Um, I was as always at the gazebo, just chilling, drinking, talking. Um, and then Saturday, a lot of people tried to go to the rooftop bar, but what happened was it was fully rented out for a private event. Oh, <laughs> if I forgot what it was specifically, but I think it was, was it the, uh, the pink city party or something? Uh, not maybe sure. no. All I know, it was, like, a Black Filmmaker Association, possibly, maybe. I don't know. They were celebrating something. Um, That was kind of, like, what was going on. Like, that's what I heard through the weed works. And I was like, cool, good for them. But everybody's like, but I want my rooftop bar. I want the experience. (laughs) And I'm just like, I don't think you guys know that the party really happens at the gazebo. So what happened is the Attendance wasn't split between the gazebo and the rooftop bar anymore. Everybody was at the gazebo. (laughs) And so what was like your normal crowd that was like easy to navigate Mm -hmm. suddenly became the biggest shit show (laughs) of all times. It was like nobody nobody knew how to act. It was insane. I didn't know how to act either. I'm I'm not one to shy away from what I did. I was handing out babies and teeth like left and right. Oh no, not the babies. <laughs> Wait, where'd you get the teeth though? I don't know, honestly. <laughs> oh. I really don't know where I get these things. I get them and then I pass them like a good person. Um 
and like it was wild because i think was it like my uh sarah survivor days was like oh joe Mm -hmm. i want you to meet like yaya han i was like hey nice to meet you you want a baby and then i just (laughs) gave her a baby and then i like walked away (laughs) i was just like like pure like pure chaos ensued people were doing like pull-up contests at the gazebo like oh my god like literally just it was a lot (laughs) i like i have some friends that i try to describe like what cons are like to them and it it's just like oh you know you just they're like oh you go and like you take pictures of people may go maybe go to a booth right and i'm like yeah but that's not really what it all is there's so much more to cons and that was kind of my same experience too first going to cons like mm-hmm. i thought i was like oh now go see all these cool cosplayers and all these celebrities and stuff oh man and then i go and it's just like a bunch of people crowd around real nice and just wild shit happens yeah and and it's like it's very funny because it's like that is cons in a nutshell like yeah like people come to bust the look but half the times like people just want to congregate together in a safe space yeah um and so that's what they do because literally at some point after the running around they it is the same (laughs) lobby the same parties everybody's just like "Hmm, let's all be here together and drink a little bit and talk a little bit and that's honestly been my con experience ever since I've started going to cons, I want to say. Like, mm. it's been very that. And then, but I mean, like, you get like to where we are, and then we're just like, we're just here to party. <laughs> we're yeah, not even yeah. here for the cons anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your first con, if you don't mind me asking? I don't think I've ever asked you this. No. Um, so, my first con was Castle Point Anime Convention in. Oh, Hope man. CPAC. Good old CPAC. um and so like i i had a friend sort of ease me into it and so like i showed up i was like oh this is because it's like before that i was like watching anime like left and right so i Mm -hmm. wasn't like not even like a closeted weed but i was just like i've just never seen the scene um so once i had like my invitation from a friend i was like "Ooh, let's go explore and so we like hopped on hopped in a car drove to hoboken and i was like up the hills to stevens institute and i was like oh this is a convention. Like, it's like, I've seen cosplay online. I never got to see it in real life at this point. It was like roughly like 2008, 2009. Um, And so it was like, it was really interesting for me to see. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. start drinking and partying then. Um, <laughs> but so I just, I just started like, you know, real slow. Like you do your panels in your first few cons. You just explore the scene. You take tons of photos that is, I feel like, everybody's first, like, intro into it. Um, and just try to see what the con can provide you. And then you eventually meet like-minded people. You want to talk mm-hmm. to everybody. Um, and then from that first con, I realized, I was like, I want to go to more cons. Like, this was a fun for me. I bet it's a fun everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think my first was... Um... 2010 New York Comic Con. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Um, it was quite an experience. It was like super crowded. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go meet up with some people I met online here. And like, I couldn't find them like, for half the day no. just because I, I didn't realize how crowded it would be. Yeah. And I was just, it was really fun though. I did my stupid little like um, uh, Persona 3 cosplay Junpei. Ooh. And just went around. Yeah, it was real fun. And 
my my favorite part which I'm a little sad they don't do it anymore, like the uh, Nico Nico live streams. Oh my God, yeah. Nico Nico! <laughs> what a time capsule yeah. of events. Oh, and just having like, um, I think Purple Chan like interviewed me or whatever, and I had no idea what to say on like the stream. It was nerve wracking. Oh my God. Yeah, that that is truly a time. Um, so, I mean, I guess for people that don't know Nico Nico, I guess Nico Nico, the best way to describe it is kind of like YouTube. YouTube, Japanese but YouTube. Japanese yeah. YouTube, that that was it in its heyday. Um, and so, but it's like, like, if you were like the top tier, like anime fan, like you would go to Nico Nico, find memes, share it on the American side <laughs> and show all your friends what you found on Nico Nico. Um, so God, I haven't heard that name in years. Yeah. I'm. I wonder what happened to like they used to always be at like all the east coast cons doing the live streams i guess it just kind of died out yeah yeah because i i really did stop seeing like a lot of traction for it but like i would say mm -hmm. probably like youtube probably happened and then like yeah everything went downhill because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like because Nico Nico was literally like everywhere. They were like, "Look, we're a video sharing website. You can use us." Da 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 da. Hey, we're at your local cons. We know you guys like Japanese mm -hmm. culture. Um, and then YouTube entered the market, and it slowly built up to what, like, it to surpass Nico Nico. And now you even see that there are a lot of like curated Japanese content on YouTube, and so because yeah. it's like you can reach an international market more on youtube than versus nico nico where it's like it's just strictly mostly japanese for the most part and then like i didn't realize like cons had such like so much more activities than just cosplay until like i went to colossal con Hell yeah. in 2011 and that was so wild there was like there was the the game room there was this really like vibrant artist alley there was like a flea market mm -hmm. uh there was all the cosplay contests and then there was the rave oh, yeah yeah i was <sighs> like oh, it was cool for five seconds <laughs> i almost <laughs> forgot yeah. about raves until you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. i was like i was like whoa this is cool and then like you go in and like the floor's damp and it's like uh maybe never mind <laughs> you just got that musk like yeah. that nice oh. con musk like god i jesus christ i like just have like all these flashbacks now um thank you so much um, <laughs> <laughs> like when i went to my i wasn't sure if that was sarcastic or not <laughs> no like every memory of me going to con as a baby i'm like i used to go to raves like <laughs> oh like like i went to like cpac's rave like every year i went to anime nexus rave like every year until like i started finding out that some people don't go to the rave and they just want to like drink in public then i was like oh this mm -hmm. is funner like I, I don't i don't know what it is about the rave i don't know in my opinion raves look fun when you're on drugs and i'm just gonna be frank and that's what it is yeah. but if you're not then you're like huh this is a bunch of people looking crazy and there's a lot of lights <laughs> and there's Look, there's two dance circles, and nobody's gonna break up the dance circles between the two, like break dancers, <laughs> because they're showing off. And so you just look around, and you see the one group of like circle with all of their friends, and they're just doing them. You're like, cool, cool, cool. 
And then, like, you look at the DJ. The DJ's not even looking into the crowd. He's just looking down at yeah. his deck. And then you're like, hmm, is this <laughs> what I want for me? There's <laughs> always that moment where, like, you're into it, but all of a sudden, like, you stop and you just look around. <laughs> and you're like, there's, like, this clarity that washes over you. You start noticing things. And, like, the music starts to drown out. Yeah. And you're just like... <laughs> oh what, what this is so weird what are what's wrong with people why are people doing this why am i doing this honestly instead of <laughs> instead of post nut clarity you have post rave clarity and you're just like <laughs> i have to get out of here yeah. now it's always like a sudden like i gotta get out i gotta get out too it's, it's I, like maybe i'll leave maybe this will be my last one it's like no i have to get out now <laughs> like, like sometimes like it's like i feel like that moment always happens when the djs change in the middle of the rave and then the yeah. music is wildly different and you're like <laughs> i don't want to be here this is bad this is bad for me is this bad for anybody else and then like you like walk outside and it's just like this like mess of like defeated people who are either yeah. trying to get water trying to breathe trying not to have an epileptic seizure or like just they're like i just want to hear for like the first time it's like a triage center like it really, it really yeah. is it's insane like i would remember anime nexus rave was set up like that and where it was like it was this huge concert hall and it was like it was like only shut in because it was like in the main dealers hall it was, it was like the stage mm -hmm. for events it was shut in by like these huge floor to ceiling curl like uh curtains and this was at the old somerset location and then there was only like one exit and that exit was by the water cooler um <laughs> and like to see the light of just like white fluorescent like top down convention center lighting and everybody was just like just trying to breathe <laughs> and they're like it's nice to hear the music out here as we take just one little breath <laughs> oh i'm glad we grew out of raves um but yeah. shout out to all, all the people that i know that do still attend raves i'm not shaming you but it is yeah, not if, for me if you go like good for you i don't have the energy for it though i'm old and decrepit now honestly so. like <laughs> live your life wear those booty shorts wear all the rave noodles you need to feel your life but for me i'll be drinking somewhere <laughs> i don't know where <laughs> the night takes me but it takes me somewhere places Honestly, yeah, whether it's, like, in the lobby, um, which, like, my favorite, favorite story is, like, Colossal East to, like, that day. Like, the fact that, so it's, like, yes, rapes happen at cons, but, like, there's also a bunch of room parties. And then, like, one Colossal mm -hmm. East, like, all the, like, the biggest suites got shut down. Um, and so everybody's, like, oh, my God, where do we go? Um, and then our friends, <laughs> shout out to Otakus with Attitude, um, decided, to, <laughs> decided to set up booth in the lobby they were like if we can't <laughs> if we can't have a room to party in we'll just do it in a public space that's the logical thinking and so they brought they brought all their gear to the lobby of the hotel set up and proceeded to dj until the hours of the morning <laughs> and <laughs> i think the fun fact about the entire thing was not only were the congoers into it, but the staff working, like the graveyard shift, <laughs> were fully about it. They were like, the fuck is anybody else going to do? Check in. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they just decided to have like a good old time to themselves. Oh, it's always interesting to see like where cons hosted and then like 
people are just there for the weekend, like with their kids or something. (laughs) Just like trying to have a good time, and then they just see all these anime people there. Like, (laughs) what a a terrible weekend to book their, uh, their, like, vacation. (laughs) God, honestly. And I remember um, before, like, hotels would not, like, warn people. Because, like, in yeah. a in a hotel's eyes, they're like, this brings us the money. You just happen to be here. Cool. Don't care. You got to deal with it. If you got a problem, <laughs> like, you find out on your way in. Um, and then I think it was one colossal, like, some parent, like, threw a hissy fit. And the fun mm. thing about, like, colossal is, like, colossal is, like, it's in a water park. So people are going to be in swimsuits. And then you add the cosplay factor. And some swimsuits might be a little bit racy, but they're still within code. They're still within mm-hmm. code. Um, and so one mom threw a fit at, like, the hotel. was like, there's people in swimsuits. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a water park, ma'am. Mm, I don't know what you expected. She's like, but they're everywhere. And they're in wigs. And they're in makeup. And they don't look like themselves. <laughs> and so it was after that one that, like, any time – I forget if it was Easter Prime um, – but anytime, let's say you would book it, like they would send you an email afterwards and be like, hey, heads up, there's a convention this weekend. So if you're not cool with that, I, we suggest you book another weekend. Um, yeah. But if not, feel free to come on in and partake in the sites because they are wild. It also like happens a lot when, um, shouts to OWA again, they throw a lot of parties uh, in New York City. And like, it'll just be at a bar and... I'll be there and always at some point of night there'll be like middle aged people just come in. Yeah. I'm like, what what the hell is going on here? Blah blah blah. And they'll like hang out for a bit and then <laughs> like it's usually some grumpy old dude. He's like, I can't just sit here and watch my baseball and enjoy the game <laughs> and a beer. Like, what's going on? What the hell are these people doing? And it just happens every time. It's always so entertaining. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, because it's not like, it's like, especially in New York, my, that's my favorite part about New York. New York don't oh, yeah. give a shit. Like, New York <laughs> is literally like, if we can make as much money as we can in a night, we sure will. You want to book <laughs> us for the event? Sick. Whatever. You DJ. But hey, the bar's still going to be open for the public, and if they don't like it, whatever. <laughs> like, they can deal with it on their own terms. And so it's like, you have to imagine, like, straight up, like you said, like, a middle-aged, like, white man coming in. Mm-hmm. He just wants to watch watch the yankee i don't know anything about sports um, <laughs> clearly um and then like all of a sudden you look to your right and then there is like a hatsune miku twerking like her ass off like by the <laughs> dj booth and like right next to her is like some pokemon gajinka and like there's a harley quinn in the distance and you're like what's going on <laughs> like what this is probably the strongest whiskey i've ever had in my life yeah <laughs> Just blown back like I need to yeah. go home. And the bartender's <laughs> like, What do you want? Like just pay and leave. I don't care. <laughs> like, you are the least of my concerns right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a treat. But you know, we have to take the break. So you ruined all my questions because we already talked about how you got into the con scene. Um, oh, no. 
But I think what was really interesting from your story, so we can dive even deeper into this. So you Uh-oh. said your first one was New York Comic Con. Yeah. But you're meeting online friends? Yeah. Oh, so um, I before Twitch, there used to be like streaming communities and stuff for like small little websites where people gather and they stream for each other and stuff like games or movies, whatever. So like I met some people through that and like people through that awful forbidden website called 4chan. Hell uh, yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, have you ever been to a con before? I'm like, no, I, I don't really know what they're like. And, you know, I don't know what I would even do there. But they're like, you know, you should, you should come. You should get a costume and come. So I said, okay, cool. So uh, it was just like other stream people that like I, I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was real fun. I ended up being like one of two or five people that cosplayed or something out of the whole group. <laughs> but it was still... <laughs> so interesting um yeah and then they convinced me to go to more and more cons that's how i i ended up going to colossal con prime because there was no east at that time right that was a journey let me tell you that is is so far yeah i didn't have a car so (laughs) getting there (laughs) i had to take the train and taking the train to sandusky ohio was a nightmare oh yeah oh like, for those who live in the New York City area who have never been to Colossal Prime, number one, you don't have to go anymore. Colossal East exists. But mm. back in, like, the old days, before East existed, it was traveling to New York City to Colossal Prime was, like, pretty much the equivalent of going on the Oregon Trail. Like, it was <laughs> it was a nightmare because it's either, one, it was, like, an eight-hour drive to from New York City to Sandusky, Ohio, which I did every year. Um, it was a nightmare. Yeah. Like the first few years, I would drive, and magically, I learned that my stamina for driving is eight hours, so it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other option was to take the train that went direct from New York City to Sandusky, Ohio, and it was like a five or ten minute walk away from like the hotel, or like it was like a close enough Uber. Like it was like ridiculously yeah. close. Um, and then your other option was to fly into the nearby airport, which was still a two-hour drive away. Um, <laughs> so it was like you were you were fighting the masses. And yes, you might be thinking, "Wow, West Coast people go to Colossal Prime too." I don't know how they do it. Um, yeah, I. Oh man, traveling just traveling for cons is uh, is definitely a, a whole part of the experience as well. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, I remember when I was, like, oh, I'm, like, I'm trying to think about what, (sighs) it was Katsu that, like, created my thirst for traveling, because I was, I was always strictly tri-state convention goer, um, and then I started, was, like, oh, like, you saw Katsu all over the internet, and I was, like, I want to check it out, and you find out it's a four-hour drive, somebody drives, um, and then you're there, and then you're, like, hmm, well, if this con's here and this was nice and it was a four hour drive, what other cons are four hour drives away from me? Um, and so like you get into this like itching travel bug to like go anywhere that like the wind takes you. That's how I got to like Colossal um, yeah. Prime. Now, like occasionally I did, I did Anime Boston for like one year. <laughs> that was fun. I, I still haven't gone. Is it really a... Uh... It depends what you want out of a convention. Yeah. <laughs> that Everyone's is the like, best way. 
oh, everyone's like, oh, yeah, I went to Anime Boston. And I'll be like, oh, I should go. And we're like, oh, don't go to Anime Boston. I'm like, well, you went. Why, why are you telling me not to go? <laughs> <laughs> like, they're like, save yourself from it. I'm like, okay. Anime Boston is fun. Um, By the time this podcast airs, I'm thinking off the top of my head, it will be four weeks out until Anime Boston. But <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, the best way to describe Anime Boston is that it's it's a con that's really good at programming like they do everything top notch like cosplay games like the house down like they have cosplay mm-hmm. chess cosplay deathmatch they have like lip sync um cosplay now like all these events are really fun to watch and be an audience member in um but the venue is kind of weird because it literally feels like you're walking through like an iteration of your like high school that was set up in like a block and so it's just hallways huh. um and like but, like, outside of that, like, you're in downtown Boston. You're in, like, the Prudential Center, which is not the Prudential Center in, like, Newark, New Jersey. It is, like, a weird small mall. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of scenic. People are, like, running around. It's nice. Um, it's a good – I would say it's a good hangout con if you have a bunch of friends that live in the Boston area that you don't normally see. But it's not a con that I would go out of my way 100% um, unless I really – thoroughly enjoy the programming and i do um but like half the times because it's like cons have brought me so many friends from all over like i usually use the time that i'm in boston to like hang out with friends in boston more than anything else and then i'll do like a pit stop at the con say hi to everybody and then like go about my day maybe i'll attend one year we'll see (laughs) and it's like it's like fun because it's like this year especially like people had to choose between uh, SakuraCon and Anime Boston because they're happening the same exact weekend this year and everybody's like, oh, mm-hmm. which one? <laughs> <laughs> That's usually me and uh, Mag and Katsu I have to choose between the two because of work only give me time off for one. Right. And I mean, yeah. hey, Mag. <laughs> yeah. like, Magfest, yep. <laughs> easiest decision <laughs> by far. I'd be like, That's the one. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Because there is nothing like the magic of drinking and like with your friends till six in the morning playing stupid games. Um, yeah. Especially, oh my, my first MAGFest was a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hear this. Okay, so, so it was like our first MAGFest and like we were exploring and like, as you can imagine, like little puppy eyes, like, oh my God, there's video games everywhere. Like you walk into that like, hanger size dealer's mm-hmm. hall and like you were like for any first time mag like fesco or is it just like the experience of seeing god for the first time um, it's magical for sure it is insane like it is like it is dark there are arcade cabinets more than you thought ever could be like housed anywhere um and then like there's like a whole setup where you can pick up any cds to play any video games that you want on any console that has like breathed its air into this life on this planet it's <laughs> It's great. Um, and so I remember I was walking around and I was like, my friends were like, oh, let's go play like um, Kirby Air Ride because we wanted to play Kirby Air Ride. <laughs> um, and then I saw the setup of Mario Kart Double Dash. Now, to preface this story, what how the setup was at MAGFest was that there were eight game cubes, eight like TVs lined up. Um, huh. And so what they were doing was they were having a LAN play. So they were all connected. And the two <laughs> controllers attached to each GameCube were one person, like one cart. And oh, so, 
Okay. So it was so like you were corny. like a team. Yes. Yeah. It was that. So when I first saw this, and I was very drunk, <laughs> I, I thought everybody just happened to be playing the same map. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I thought it was everybody's locked on Rainbow Road, and I was like sick. And so, so somebody somebody finished first, and so they finished the race, and they put their controllers down, and then they walked away. And I was like, oh, sick, a spot opened up. This is me very drunk. I should change my voice. Ooh, a spot opened up. <laughs> and so I take my little, like, drunk ass towards the console. I'm going to play. Um, and so I'm like, huh, this, the screen no change. This needs to go to character select. And then I'm like, hmm, I have to reset the console. And so I'm oh, like, no. I'm walking up to it. And I have never in my life at the same time heard 14 people scream out of desperation. No. <laughs> and at the same time, willfully ignored <laughs> 14 oh, people no. yelling no at me because I was so committed to play this game. So <laughs> I'm like, and nothing will ever in your life sober you up so fast than seeing eight TVs shut off at the same exact time. Oh, no. <laughs> and you hear just one dude, oh, come on. And he just puts his <laughs> controller down, walks away. I pressed the reset button. I sobered up so fast in my entire life. And I walked <laughs> away as if nothing ever happened. I was like, I muttered under my breath. I was like, we got to go. And then <laughs> we, we never played Mario Kart Double Dash that entire weekend at my first breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so bad definitely a learning experience <laughs> so please learn um mario kart double dash can be set up as a LAN event and don't <laughs> don't press the reset button let it happen oh god but hey that's magfest that's MAGFest. that is definitely magfest it, it is a time it is a treasure all the cursed memories come from it and they're always like cherished in yeah. like a fun way no matter what I just, I love, there's always a point of the night at MAGFest. It's so perfect that it's 24 hours where, like, like everyone starts to go to bed, but, like, you still want to hang out. Yeah. still want to, like, gallivant around the con. So you just go to game room, like, kind of trash, and you play, like, Street Fighter against someone. Yeah. And, like, that's that's MAGFest. It's, it's the best. I was, like, it, yeah. it's very funny because it's, like, I feel like MAGFest is, like, the perfect thing for like an introvert and extrovert to like sort of socialize because it's like mm -hmm. at that point the one thing that bonds you is video games and like in a fighting game you don't even have to talk to your opponent like you could be the you person don't. like screaming fighting be like ah come on uh, uh, <laughs> down quarter circle b why isn't this working uh, and like one person can just be quiet <laughs> as shit just like wrecking your shit be like dude just get good <laughs> yeah you and, just it's a conversation through the gameplay like same thing with like initial d yeah. I love initial D so much. Oh, always a treat. Initial D, I will wait. I will I need my adrenaline rush of <laughs> slamming down that brake so hard <laughs> and then hitting the gas right after. <laughs> it is so satisfying. Oh. Just all the rhythm games too. I 
I've never played so many rhythm games in my life as I do at MAGFest. Honestly, yeah. Like, and it's always funny because it's like growing up, um, I never, well, like, everybody's like, I went to like high school. It was like a bunch of Asians, mm-hmm. and like, all of a sudden they're like, oh, let's go play DDR at the local movie theater. And I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to fucking pay like a dollar to play a game that lasts like three songs <laughs> and then like it's over. Like this is stupid. Um, and like, you know, like you grow up and I was like, maybe I could do this. And then like you like buy PS2 and you buy DDR like Supermax 2. And then like all of a sudden mm-hmm. you buy that like cheapo plastic pad that plugs into your oh, PS2. No, that <laughs> crumples up weird on the yeah, ground. Yeah, just, <laughs> or, it looks like that. Like, have you ever had that? <laughs> that spider mat from halloween and like somebody steps on it and it screams (laughs) it was made of the same exact material (laughs) and so every time i would step on it i would get triggered and i'd be like oh the spider's gonna scream um but (laughs) it never happened and and so like i tried like doing ddr i was like "Eh, it's not me and then little did i know like i think my first foray into rhythm games that i liked um which we talk about in the podcast right before this, I'm thinking about my timelines. Um, it was Bust Busta Groove Two. Um, oh man, Busta Groove Two, where like Oof. it was so good. We talk about it with Noel. Um, Kitty N was that bitch, um, <laughs> and like it w- it was fun because I was like I don't have to be on a pad. Like I can just play with my hands. Um, mm-hmm. Bust out like all these button combinations. Watch my person dance. It was fun. Um, and then that's how I realized that rhythm games weren't all about like these, like, you know, standing, like Mm -hmm. foot shuffling, like you do whatever. And then I found like love again through it, through like Juby and like, oh my God. And like all these games that are so fun. Pop and music. Oh, pop and music. (laughs) (laughs) That game is cracked to me. It, it, it's just like rhythm games really are like I could spend like an entire day like now I found like a full new like appreciation for it like it, it's insane and it's like that as, as well as like even like initial D I thought I didn't like racing games because it's like when you grow up in America um, the only like racing games you get is like Daytona 5000 Daytona yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like you just going around a track and you're like that's whatever and then, like, <laughs> And then you get like the Mario Kart arcade games, and you're like, mm, I could do this at my friend's house. Like, what's yeah? And then you get Initial D. <laughs> <laughs> Never in my life have I love grown ups game right there. That is literally like, I go to an arcade, I will eye somebody. <laughs> but the moment they bring out their Initial G initial d like driver's license i'm like i can't play with you because you have a like a stacked (laughs) car and i have the (laughs) basics you will ruin me yeah i'll see someone with like a card and then they put on driving gloves and they (laughs) sit down i'm like oh no get me out i've committed to something bad here i love (laughs) i got myself into i love the drama of when they put on the driving gloves the gloves like like it's something about it takes me so out of the like that this is an arcade because i'm like <laughs> homie you know this isn't a real car <laughs> like it's you can use your hands we're not gripping anything oh. the, nothing moves the seat doesn't even move like an f-zero like you you we stay here <laughs> we just 
we drive. <laughs> He's like, nah. I'm like, all right, live your live your fantasy, feel it. I hope you have a car back at home so you can actually use those gloves later. Like, <laughs> initial D is definitely a life or death oh like God, situation. Yeah. It is insane. Like there there are people that are like like you think people are like die hard about like fighting games. No 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 mm-hmm. no. Initial D like initial D. It is something. I'm just like, <laughs> God. But, like, also, like, have you ever been to Japan and seen no, people I haven't. play? Oh, that's a whole nother ball game because they yeah. have, they always have arcade games there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like guaranteed, like, you will find, like, the master of that game just like play, like, having residency there, like, at his <laughs> machine. And you're just like, I don't want to play with you. Like, you do you take your time. When you're done, let me play and then you can hop back in. <laughs> I've done that. I, so I, many times. I'm sure it's like always some like unassuming businessman looking type, like just got on his way home from his job just to stop at his arcade to visit his machine. Honestly, yes. Um, <laughs> I, I remember when I went to a, a round one. Um, I forget what part of Japan it was in, but like I was chilling. I was like, oh, I have nothing else to do. Like I'm waiting for a friend. Let's go hop in real quick. Um, and it was like right at the time that like everybody was coming out of work, I fully saw this like Japanese salary man walk in and I was like, okay, whatever. He's chill. Walk to, um, dance rush. Oh man. Expert full suit, full suit, <laughs> took off the jacket, put it on the side and was just going at it. And I was just like, there he is. He's thriving. <laughs> like he was in the moment, and I was like, oh, shit, it's real out here. Like, when people talk about it, like, seeing it is, like, a whole nother, like, spectacle. That and, like, watching Japanese salarymen play Mai Mai religiously. <laughs> Mai Mai. Holy shit. I, oh, I forgot this is a podcast where sometimes regular people listen in. Um, yeah. So people know DDR. People know Mario Kart. Um, Initial D, driving game, drifting. Focused. Um, mm-hmm. What else do I have to talk about? Dance Rush. My, yeah. <laughs> uh, my Mai's the game that looks like a washing machine. <laughs> yeah. So so pretty much um, with My Mai, we'll talk about Dance Rush in a bit. But uh, My Mai is pretty much, it looks like a washing machine. And what happens is it's a rhythm game where you slap the sides and then you can also drag across the screen. It's really fun. You should look at a YouTube video. Um, but when it plays Expert, um, I'm pretty sure I saw like God at one point because I fully disassociated watching somebody play on the hardest <laughs> mode um, because it looks like somebody just like lost control of their limbs, but they're hitting everything and it's great. Yeah. Um, and then Dance Rush is also made by Konami, who makes um, DDR. DDR, and so that game is just heavily focused on shuffling versus stepping on a pad. Um, so there's a lot more freestyle that can go on. Um, there's tournaments that already happened for it. They're promoting it like crazy. Um, it's a pretty fun game. Never played it myself, but I like watching people play it. <laughs> that is the best way to say it. it it's funny because it's like that. Like I've seen that at arcades where DDR and like Pump It used to like be prevalent, and like mm-hmm. everybody's like, no, 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 no. Now that's old school. The new school <laughs> thing is to play Dance Rush and shuffle left and right. <laughs> and it, I feel like. Uh... I don't know. Maybe ar- arcades are going to make a comeback. People always talk about them dying, but I think they're going to make a comeback. I, so so it's very it's interesting that you say that. So what happens is Japan decline, and but mm-hmm. I guess what what when we say Japan's in a decline, it's more of the fact of like these mom and pop arcade scenarios. 
um, because ever since they implemented attacks um, that specifically targeted arcades, um, huh. you saw these standalone arcades. Like, that's how Anata No Warehouse, which we also talk about in Noel's podcast. Check it out. Keep watching. Um, um, <laughs> that, that got shut down because, one, it was kind of like an hour outside of Tokyo. Um, so mm. you're not getting heavy foot traffic. And it was already, like, kind of like making ends meet. And then they put that tax, and that's what made it go under, pretty much. And it was a super unique arcade super chill like people would travel out i traveled out for it it was a great experience um but then you have these corporations that like are thriving like round one and yeah. so because round one like you if you're a corporation diversified in like multiple locations you can shuffle money around figure out how to pay the tax and still have that presence um because corporations will pay to have a brick and mortar store to have like it acts as marketing in a way um and so in america what happened is like We've seen, like, with our generation, especially the rise of sort of anime and, like, Japanese's influence, which you everybody can argue is Japan's soft power over, like, our generation. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why we're starting to see round ones pop up on the East Coast a lot. And that's that's that resurgence of arcades that we're seeing. But we're not seeing, like, I guess, like, your traditional arcades like when i when i think traditional arcades i'm thinking like your movie theater we're playing gauntlet yeah. we're playing like strictly guitar <laughs> hero like um oh my god what is cabela's like <laughs> deer hunt <laughs> big buck hunting <laughs> yeah we're like weird we are not talking about that like <laughs> like the resurgence that we're seeing is because it's literally just round one being like we want to have a stake in the american market and it's Oh, oh my god! I can. I hate that I'm a finance major and I can talk about shit like this. Oh, so, I see the, business show coming out. I'm business Joe. Hire me <laughs> as the consult. Um, so pretty much, because the fun fact about America's society right now is that we're seeing people, consumers want experiences. They don't care to buy things as much anymore because they can buy things online. You know, like mm-hmm. think about how many people use eBay. How many people think use Amazon. Um, and so they're like, why the hell do we have to go to a mall? The world's at our fingertips. Like, give us something new. And so we're seeing malls become like a desert, like these weird houses, housing structures. Like you think literally like Last of Us and like that one <laughs> where we go into sort of Ellie's whole like backstory of like, oh, my God, she's a lesbian. Oh, my God. They like explored this like empty mall. And that's literally what malls are becoming in modern day America. Um, and so round one's trying to capitalize on that retail space. And they're like, well, if we come in, we can revitalize this landscape for you and bring in like foot traffic for you. And it works for everybody because at least, um, people will want to come into the mall. There's a reason to have you guys open. Um, and that foot traffic is key because it allows people to see the other shops in the mall. It drives traffic. It's all this fun stuff. Um, and so that's why round one is popping up in multiple locations. First, it was like in New York, um, in Long Island. Now there's one in South Jersey, like right outside of Philadelphia. Um, there's one in the DMV area now. There was yeah. always a bunch in like- They're building one near me too. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's insane, but it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, I don't, I literally swear by, amazon.com even though it's not ethical i know um <laughs> but i'm a busy man and i like shit having come to my door and i don't have to go anywhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny that you say that about like um 
about like experiences being sold because i think also like esports bars are starting to become more popular on east coast yeah for sure um there's one in the city that just opened up recently i think in the past couple months called uh os and oh. it's like it's really cool i just went there last week for a fighting game tournament what? and like yeah it's pretty impressive it's a nice big space they have multiple setups Whoa. like they have a bar they have uh food Whoa. yeah it's so nice they have I've couches never heard of this yeah i think it's operating system nyc os nyc how much definitely check it out when have they been open i'm so shocked <laughs> the first time i went was for an owa party and that was anime nyc and they weren't open for long like when i first wow. went i want to say they just opened in 2019 sometime wow that's crazy yeah yeah so definitely check them out if like you're ever in the manhattan area um i think it's it's around chinatown like bowery and stuff yeah yeah it's definitely cool i love it that's <laughs> insane yeah because it's like we're having a full circle moment where we talk about experiences like speakeasies um but <laughs> But yeah, because it, it's very interesting that we're also seeing like this resurgence of like um, PC cafes, like because yeah. it's like I remember like like PC bongs, PC cafes were like strictly like a very Asian centric things. Like in Flushing, they have them. Like even Eighth Ave in Brooklyn, they have them. And but like they were never popularized. And so like you no. mentioned, like we're people are looking for experiences and i think the main thing that people are trying to gravitate towards is like how can we sell a community and bring people together because people are realizing bars aren't for everybody mm -hmm. and so spaces like this make sense um because before os nyc i only knew of waypoint cafe um and yeah yeah waypoint cafe was literally like the first resurgence of any type of like pc cafe any type of community base um, that we saw in manhattan so that's why i was like wait somebody else like literally <laughs> in the neighborhood <laughs> that they're in is doing the yeah. same thing i was like "Ooh, this is tricky but i also want to watch um and it, it's very much the same thing and it's it's really cool to see it happen because it's funny because i think gamestop is also trying to entertain the same idea yeah they're trying to like open up um like gaming stations in mm -hmm. in uh game stops now which is interesting which i haven't seen them personally but no i heard the rumors going around yeah so so right now pretty much it's just a concept store and so what happens mm. with concept stores they test them in key locations um first to see how they'll do um and if okay. they're if they're successful then they'll roll them out because literally like i don't ever since like amazon did like sort of like trading in with your games and make them cheaper mm -hmm. like all these there's so much competition against gamestop and nobody everybody <laughs> hates the worst thing you can do as a high schooler with like 20 bucks to your name is sell all of your games hoping to buy a console and be like i'm gonna pay like maybe a hundred dollars for it right for on a $300 console <laughs> and gamestop has the audacity the audacity to tell you that all the games that you just sold them, they will take for twenty dollars. Yep. The audacity. Yeah, you hate to see it happen. <laughs> I hate it. You hate it. You hate to see it happen. 
I was just like, what? <laughs> Sir, I gave you at least a hundred. I would take a hundred, <laughs> but twenty? And they'd be like, yep, that's that's what our books say it's worth. And you're like, go fuck yourself. You're going to sell it for like <laughs> 10. I know how this works. But yeah, so that's the that's the only thing that they can do is like mm-hmm. create an experience to bring people in. Sure. That's why like the the biggest thing, I guess, was like when you would see those like consoles with like games at like Target. And, like, my mom would leave me there because she's like, Joe, shut up. Just go play Super Mario Brothers on that little Wii, and, like, I'm going to go shop. (laughs) And I'll pick you up in, like, 30 minutes. Play nice with the other kids. Don't kill them. Uh, And and so that, I felt, was, like, our first intro into that. And, like, that's why they were always there. It's, like, half marketing ploys, but, like, it worked for, like, kids. And so now we're seeing that generation of kids grow up, and we kind of miss that, so... Why not create a whole experience now that we have money? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll get another New York Maid Cafe again. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. That was Maid Cafes. Maid Cafes are not the we. It's not in New York's future yet. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, not right now. We gotta they, wait. They a were bit. they were too ahead of too ahead of their time. Way 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 too much. We we gotta build up to that once more. <laughs> we we I was like we can't have made cafes if Hooters is being phased out. Like it's not gonna happen. <laughs> the niche isn't here yet. Yeah. <laughs> what a time! I totally forgot that there was a made cafe in New York because I blacked that out of my memory entirely. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, no, it's there. And I knew yep. I we have friends that work there as maids. And yep. I'm like, what a time. Ugh. But I mean, surreal. a lot of those maids are thriving. They're like in like mm-hmm. groups now, like some of them, some of them just chilling out. They still go to cons like you'll see them around. It's it's hard to get out of the scene once you're in it. <laughs> that is like <laughs> I feel like the main thing about it. Yeah, that's just uh, anime seed in general. Oh, you're yeah. stuck here for life sorry yeah literally like never got out of it i i found one fucking studio ghibli vhs in my closet for whatever reason and i've never gotten out of it ever since so <laughs> it, it's a time out here in these streets mm-hmm. so we actually had a listener question that i was gonna <gasps> ask you because I wanted your perspective, but we have okay. not even been relevant to the topic that they're asking. But I'm going to ask it to you anyways. Because I shoot. want to. So we have an anonymous question. Um, mm. It was, love listening to your podcast. And your guests are always so funny and insightful. What's your take on cosplay drama? <laughs> 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 It seems as big as the community is. Someone always knows someone who has a bad rep. How do you deal with interaction when rumors fly, warranted or not? And the reason, the reason why I specifically wanted to ask you is because you're not specifically a cosplayer. Like, you are someone who goes to the con scene. However, being in the con scene, you still hear these rumors. Oh, yeah. So that's why I was like, I want to hear what's your take. And then I'll obviously add in my insight, too course um so (laughs) i mean there's always the different types of drama 
Um, and it's always entertaining to listen to, especially as someone on the outside. It's like, oh, why does this stuff matter usually? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, most of the drama that I hear is uh, it, it's pretty funny because like it'll be like, oh, you know, I don't like this person, blah blah blah. They're ugly. I hope they, I hope they die. Mm-hmm. And then they'll come by at the party and like, oh my god, it's you. I love you. Let's do a shoot together next time. It's just like, wow, this is just like every other drama in the world, every other drama, workplace drama, high school drama. Drama's eternal, but it's always entertaining. Yeah, and that's pretty much my take on it. I don't like to get involved in anything like that. Yeah, so I don't really have an inside perspective, but um. I think always, whenever it comes to any type of drama, that you should definitely listen to both sides. Yeah. Get out, get all the facts. Mm-hmm. See the drama from all sides first. Oh, for sure. And mm-hmm. I mean, as somebody who's definitely like in the scene, in yeah. the cosplay, like in the thick of it, um, the best way that like I always say it is like, love to watch it, never gonna participate in yeah. it. <laughs> and so like, I mean, you always hear these reps of certain people, um, mm-hmm. no matter what. Now, like Brandon said, like you want to hear both sides of the story, but like in some cases, let me tell you, <laughs> you it's it's a very clear warning to avoid, you know, a certain someone, oh, yeah. especially if it happens time and time again. It's like they never learn their lesson, um, and like the the stories are like apparent, you know. Yeah, and so for me. I always just take it as like a cautious warning more than anything versus like judging somebody from the get go. So like let's say I hear something about like oh this person did da 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 right. What I'm gonna mm-hmm. do is I'm gonna just like I'll gauge my moral like morals against what they did, and if it doesn't vibe with me, like I will just avoid them altogether. Um, I'm a very much a person who was like if you're friends with my friends like. usually like we all chill with good groups of people we're all good energy i'm usually pretty selective of like who i allow close to me for the most part and like it's like oh i'll hook them up be like where you at at a con let's hang out um but like i the best way to do it because it's like at a con you're always going to see people no matter what like just if you have to feel the need keep people at a distance so that you don't have to Mm -hmm. participate in any of their shenanigans um, if you know they have a bad rep and you know it doesn't vibe with you or anything that they did, just stay away from them. <laughs> it's like very yeah. simple. Um, and I mean, even for me, like as a, like a cosplayer, like for me personally, I can't play that game of like being two faced. It's like, oh my god, we should do a photo shoot together because you'd look so good at this person. I'm like, in my eyes, once I've deemed you as garbage, I don't want anything to do with you. And that's <laughs> that's that's me. Like I yeah. was like, I I don't usually like shy away from it like i do i double down so i'm like i either like am with you 100 percent or i'm not with you at all um so like always take things with a grain of salt like if there's enough things being talked about one person most of the time it's mm-hmm. true but be be open to listening to other sides of the story because usually there are two sides um you don't Nobody knows what other people have gone through, but hey, if they're shitty enough, they're shitty enough, and you can't erase that yeah, fact. Yeah, definitely if you hear, like, a really bad rumor about someone, I'm not saying, oh, you know, go talk to them. Yeah, They might be all right, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, definitely keep those things in mind, especially, like, I feel, um, like, 
don't take my perspective so heavily because I'm not too involved. So I have very little stake yeah. in most of these things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. there's definitely dangerous people out there. I've I've been a victim. You sure have. <laughs> yeah, in the crossfire. <laughs> in the crossfire, and that is a story for another time. That's another time. But, yeah. You know, TLDR, just do your research more than anything else. Like, figure out, like, don't don't send rumors. Figure out why they're bad for you, or if they're not bad for you, and then figure out if you want to deal with that interaction yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Because these the drama happens to people of literally high standings, people of not so visible in the community and people are going to talk because people love to hear drama it's what we <laughs> all thrive on literally you hear a police siren somebody's going to stick their head out and try to figure out what happened and then they're going to fabricate this whole story in their heads like oh my god you wouldn't believe it like literally <laughs> earlier this podcast earlier this podcast i talked about how i love to watch a couple fight at a bar i love to, <laughs> i love to see it but like at a content because it's so intimate you'll see these people time and time again like you just have to mm-hmm. put on your good old like morality thermometer and be like do i want to talk with this person yeah yeah at the end of the day you know you're wearing a costume and you're going to a con to wear costumes with other people and that's what it is you're literally fake from the get-go <laughs> 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 oh, and with that, I'm gonna <laughs> close out this podcast because I'm the ruler. Damn, <laughs> perfect circle. I know what. Applause, applause. Full circle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, Brandon, we've come to the end. Oh, that went by so quick. It was a time, and oh, <laughs> what a good time it was. Yep. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to promote? Um, I mean, you could follow me on Twitter for my bad tweets. That's it, really. It's uh, for Django, B-R-A-J-A-N-G-O. Almost forgot how to spell for a second, but it's all good. Um, yeah, and if you see me on a con, just say what's up. Always open to new friends. Hell yeah, and what cons can they find you at anytime soon? Oh, um, right now, the only cons on the radar are Colossal Con East and maybe Blurred Con. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Any any East Coast con I might might appear at, you know. Hell yeah. But <laughs> remember, you can ask any questions from myself or my guests to answer on the podcast at CuriousCat.me slash playing dress up. We always answer questions. Yes, anonymous person. Your question is still there. I want somebody to answer it because it's such a good topic. So we're going to wait. I promise you. I'm going to say, when is this? Two more weeks. I lied on the last episode. Sorry, but I want to do this right because it's there's a, there's a lot of layers to this question. Anyways, as always, if you love this podcast, you can like it. You can rate it. You can subscribe. All right. Goodbye.